Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to this week in Bitcoin. Oh, we are back. Today is March the 12th of 2023. What were you doing three years ago? Were you a strong hand like me? Or did you think the world was ending? And did you sell all your Bitcoin when it went below $4,000? You weak hand. Pound that like button. Strong hand. Long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Yeah, you see the shirt. This is a shirt. You're going to be able to buy this shirt. It's linked to below. Neil is here. He's going to talk about it. Don't worry. We got so much. In motion. We've got in motion guests. And guess what, people? Personal responsibility is the new counter culture. I'm offended by selling, but guess what? There's been breaking news. And well, you really know that personal responsibility is the new counter culture because there's basically the banks aren't going to go down tomorrow or anything like that. We Now we know what's going to ha happen on Monday, even though the title of this video is like, what, what the heck is going to go ha happen on Monday? Hello, my elite friends. You've got questions. We got answers. Put them in there. Uh, Marco, you asked about the uh, about stable coins. We'll talk about the uh, the the Fed coin and the ushering in of uh, central bank digital currencies. I, I think uh, this episode will st the uh, what, what just happened with the banks and everything will be used as some somehow twisted in a way to to bring it in. Uh, we'll talk about that. But uh, guys, if you have questions, do the super chat. Type in Bitcoin Meister. Um, and just retweet this. A lot of you retweeted it. And it's really cool to have this panel. Q, I have been on his show before. He hasn't been on my show before. Mike is in the house. And he is a behind-the-scenes guy. And a lot of things that go down, you know, uh, with tone and just with a lot of stuff. Um, and it's a guy, a guy I've known for, for quite some time. But, yeah, I mean, you guys might not know him. Because he's, he's basically behind the scenes. But he's got an awesome freaking business he's going to talk about. He's in motion. And then we got Neil Jacobs. You, you guys know Neil. You know him. I mean, he, he's the shirt guy. He's all over. He's on the, you, you do the things on the, uh, what's what's that platform called? I don't even, you know, I don't do it. The, this Twitter spaces, do you, do, what are those things? I mean, okay. you do things. You're all over the place, Neil. You're, you're, you're a wild man. And he, he sent me these shirts. This Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. I believe, I mean, it, it is. It's not just a saying. It's also a shirt. It's a mantra. It's this is hardcore. You can tell I'm freaking pumped. I'm in South Carolina, baby. Greenville, South Carolina. Who's gonna start the show? Well, why not let Q start the show? <laughs> because he said, like, I'm wondering why the Bitcoin price is like uh it's it, it jumped up to 22,000. I'm like, oh, was there an announcement? And sure enough, there was an announcement. So Q, uh, take it away, baby. Uh, I'm just going to read the title, but it should explain everything going on. The Federal Reserve Board announced it will make available additional funding to eligible depository institutions to help assure banks have the ability to meet the needs of all their depositors, i.e. the Fed will backstop the banks to avoid a bank run. And this was announced less than an hour ago. So you couldn't have picked a better time to have us on, Adam, to discuss. Yeah, it. Uh, when, when I was planning this show, I guess a little less than a week ago, there wasn't that much to talk about. Then all of a sudden, we had the uh, what was the first bank that went down? I keep forgetting. It's Silvergate. Silvergate. And so let, let's start with that actually. 
because there are some people that say that part of the reason this, I think uh, Nick Carter is one of these people that says part of the reason Silvergate went down is because our, you know, our government was uh, not friendly. <laughs> our government is fascist, basically. It picks winners and losers. Some, it likes the big banks, the small banks, especially the ones that deal with crypto. It's uh, getting in there right now. So uh, they made some bad investments also. And I forgot if, um, which one did uh, Elizabeth Warren badmouth? Silver, uh, Silvergate or did she badmouth uh, Silver, Silicon Valley? Silvergate. It was Silver. So, okay, so it's it, it started. You know, so the, the Bitcoin price crashed at the beginning of the. Oh, once Silver, everyone's like, well, Silvergate does business with uh, Bitcoin companies. So let's all panic and sell our Bitcoin. I mean, this is. So this became the third episode during the 22, the 2022, 2023 bear market. Um, the third time where there's been a panic. Now, the, the Juneteenth one and then the SBF one on, on November 10th, they were worse than this. So I was I was like, okay, this is cool. But then I started figuring out, oh my God, on Monday, who knows what's going to happen? Because the way things are shaping up, everybody is going to not be confident in these small banks anymore. They're going to try to put their money in big banks or who knows what they're going to try to do. So I was, as a Bitcoiner though, I was just like, yeah, whatever. I mean- uh, it might spook the price some more. It might go up. It might go down. Whatever. But I'm not screwed. I got. I. It's not. Uh, I, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, Bitcoin isn't going bankrupt like the banks. I mean, it is what it is. You you, you control your own private key. No one is stealing from you. You, know, you don't have to worry about bailouts. The safe. It's personal responsibility. Is the very essence of it. So um, I didn't. I didn't think the government would flinch this quick i i thought something might happen tomorrow so uh what is your take on the whole situation from silver we'll stick with q here from silver uh gate to, to now i mean I, I think the thing that needs to be clarified on silvergate you know despite the fact that it is sort of the quote-unquote crypto-friendly bank, like the reason why they eventually on thursday had to announce that they're going to just shutter bank operations and shut down is the exact same thing is for the exact same reason that we saw Silicon Valley Bank deal with its issues that we're now talking about. People are withdrawing their money. People don't trust this bank. They don't think that their money is safe under the sort of supervision or whatever you want to call it if they open an account with these banks. So too many people withdrew their money. At least those depositors at Silvergate were able to be made whole. And then of course, you know, all you have to say is one wrong thing. All you have to, like, the markets are moved more by human psychology than it is by profits, products, or anything else. Human psychology is what moves the markets. And so unfortunately, when too many people are afraid and think, hey, I have, an, I have money tied up at Silicon Valley Bank, or I have money tied up in Silvergate, and I don't know if I can trust that this bank can actually keep my money safe, I should probably go put it over in JP Morgan. And that's why you saw all of these tiny ass banks on Friday, not only Silicon Valley, but all, loads of other banks, local banks, trading in sympathy, going down 10 plus percent on Friday. But who's going up? JP Morgan. Yeah. So it's not just, it's not a bank-wide industry. It's a small bank issue. And unfortunately, the posturing that the federal government is doing with this announcement is more, again, the feed into the psychology of people to say, hey, your money is safe. We, the federal government, assure you that your money is safe. But they're not telling you how it's safe. They're not telling you why it's safe. But they're just assuring people for right now. Yeah. So tomorrow, if the government wouldn't have interfered, Wells Fargo wasn't going out of business tomorrow. It was going to get more clients. It was the small ones. Just, just, to, just to put that out there. Unless, 
let's move on the mic here. You, you've been around for a while, as I said. Um, I think a, a two-part, you, you can comment on, on all the bank stuff, obviously. I'm sure you have some opinions. But this is, again, all happening during, for me, a predictable Bitcoin uh, bear market. And what Q said, it is all the psychology. I mean, it's so predictable now um, how, how the traders work. They see they see something bad happen on the periphery of Bitcoin, not to Bitcoin. And they just, they start staring people to sell and then they buy for cheap or whatever. I mean, this, in a sense, we're... I mean, a lot of people, I mean, this is 2019 all over again, but, but a little bit different. We're not, guys, we're going to stick in the bear market. This is going to be a bear market all year. I just, I just, I am sticking with it. This is 2019 again. This is 2015 again, rhyming. Okay. I just, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I want to know Mike and what everybody thinks about that. But Mike, give, give your, and again, all these guys are linked below. If you want their products and everything, please follow them on Twitter immediately, right this second. Take it away, Mike, with uh, your, your take on the banks. And is this, uh, uh, what do you think about the bear market and its uh, similarities with other ones? There's so much here. Um, I mean, okay, so first off, on the uh, on the Silvergate, okay, it's a major issue for legitimate Bitcoin companies to even get an account, period, in the first place, okay, all over, all right? And even something you might think like in El Salvador, uh, something like Bitcoin Beach Wallet that touches fiat, okay, there's challenges over there. You know, you can't get an account in a country where it's been made legal tender because they can lose their banking relationship uh, with whoever they bank with in the U.S. because the U.S. is so hardcore right now. So that's like all over the world. OK, so what, by losing Silvergate, you really only have one person left in the space and that signature bank who's already publicly said they're stepping back from all the crypto. I mean, we have a lot of companies, you know, that's I like I'm a payments guy. I'm a fintech guy. These companies that kind of bridge that gap between the traditional finance stuff, the companies we all love, you know, uh, Fold or Bitstack or Amber, Swan, um, you know, Pay with Moon. I mean, whatever. Right. They're dealing with fiat. They can't even in a lot of times even get operating accounts just because. They are ultimately found out, right? Even something simple, like maybe like the Fountain app, you know, you can use your credit card or uh, buy Bitcoin within an app or whatever, or a Lightning wallet or anything, right? It's, it's really challenging. So that's a big part of the Silvergate. Q also said small banks and, you know, Silicon Valley Bank is by no means a small bank. It's actually the second largest uh, you know, bank failure in U.S. history. Okay, and it's unique because it it directly affects startup companies, early stage companies, where our innovation as a country comes out of. Okay, these are, this is a breast cancer company. This is flying cars. This is whatever it is. All right, and you know to responsibly uh, keep your money in a money market account as an operating account. And then wake up and have it vaporized, right? And you got a, a statement every uh, every month. They said it said like Barclays Money Market or Goldman Sachs Money Market. And then reaching out to these other institutions being like XYZ with Silicon Valley Bank. You could only log in through your Silicon Valley Bank portal. Uh, the other institutions are telling them, oh, it's not your money. Uh, it's Silicon Valley Bank's money. Okay, so we all know they bought 10-year treasuries. Uh, in the startup environment, you need capital a lot. Okay, it's volatile. So, you know, 2% bonds uh, for a lot of that cash. So 20 and 21 were record years, right? So as companies are raising tons of money, 
the company's got to deposit it somewhere. And everyone banks with Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank has been around since the 80s. They make intros. They're very helpful to their companies. They do creative other debt things. They take warrants. Okay. So if I'm loaning a company warrant uh, money from Silicon Valley Bank, all right, I will uh, hopefully get all my money back uh, with interest. Plus, I'll also get some warrants on that. Right. And those warrants can be very meaningful. In 2021, that was a record year. That was a ton of money for the bank. All right. Uh, and it's the first time ever that there's been a kind of a digital age on a bank run. You know, like Neil said, it's not people lined up around the corner. You know, there's a lot of great classic pictures of that. This is like wires in the hopper that didn't get out in time. Um, and I just think it has terrible implications for our country and for these these companies. And, you know, I mean, people are saying I'm a socialist right now. Uh, I mean, this is what this time is for. It's now or never. That's why these uh, these safety nets are in place. OK, I mean, they're going to print money all day long. Fiat's a scam. The whole thing's a joke. They're going to print money all day long to do all sorts of shit that is absolutely absurd. Right. They should at least backstop this right now. Now, to what you said about that story that just broke. I didn't read that. Um but, you know, they had made a statement yesterday saying we are committed to future banks, OK, which everyone got into a tizzy about because does that mean they're not talking about, uh, you know, SVB and including that because it's a highly concentrate. It's a highly concentrated amount of startups. OK, this isn't 08. This isn't shitty loans and like, you know, potential fraud. OK, this was an accounting error. The bank was actually too small to be regulated in the same way that the big fours are. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but they didn't have to go through that. 250 million. So it's a learning experience. Let's raise the FDIC. Let's put some confidence back into it. Okay. These assets, even though funded by taxpayers, will be assets on the balance sheet of the US government. Okay. These warrants, whatever they're getting, it's not a freaking bailout to save any sort of, you know, scammy banker, right? The bank goes to zero, their equity goes to zero. Hopefully they claw back anything that the executive sold a few days before and do a thorough investigation on that. Um, but I just can't imagine letting these companies fail. And lastly, TARP, okay, their money printing machine before, that actually turned like a 30, I believe close to a $30 million profit, uh, $30 billion profit for the US government when companies like Tesla, et cetera, paid back their loans with interest. There's ways to properly handle this. And I'm calling for Friday. That should have been the case. They should, this should already be happening. Okay. I, and this is, I'm sorry, I know I'm rambling, but let me say one thing. I've invested in over 1,500 companies. So there's a lot of updates right now from a lot of things that I've invested in on the situation with stories from founders about I was out of the country, I couldn't log into my thing, this, that, and the other. We had a wire in the hopper. It didn't get set out in time. We had advice from so-and-so to stand by Silicon Valley Bank. We listened to this person. Uh, we uh, we got it out just in time. We got it out the night before. You know, like there's there's a lot of variance here with, with how that whole thing worked. Whoa, you definitely said a lot there. Pound that like button, dude. Do you think, oh, well, first of all, I mean, it's a, a couple questions come out of this. I mean, what do you think of the people? I mean, you, you talk you talk about the companies who had companies that had money there. And it is, again, when I say big bank, I just mean it's not one of the, the, the bohemists, you know, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Chase, and uh, the, the other one, uh, City. I mean, but these, is, is it a little surprising to you 
there are so many people, what, <laughs> you, you have a logical reasoning why what is happening is happening. And, you know, it's not a real bailout. I mean, you've got your, your take on it. And I'm sure Neil will have a take on it too. Um, but what do you think about the people who didn't know the individuals who didn't know the FDIC limit of 200, they only cover 250,000. I know Neil wants to talk, but let me just say one thing. Is there anyone on this planet that doesn't know that FDIC is 250 K? Is there anyone alive that doesn't? Thank you. Went you. You, you went through tech stars. You got to be a fucking venture funded company and you never read the goddamn plaque. I'm sorry. Oh, they sorry. did. No cursing. No they, cursing. They, yeah, no, it's not. You're right. You're right. But and it's but, also just, just, I want to add this point really quickly. I'm sorry, Neil, because you haven't gotten a chance to talk. It's been 250K since 1933. This isn't a new rule. This has been around since longer than no, you uh, I or any other. It was 100. It was 100. Uh, it, nah, it, it was 100. It was 100. It was in 2008. 2008, they raised it to a quarter million. But still, right, it was 100. Has been around for years and years and years. And, and people were going to find out about it. And some people who have over 250 in the bank, which is quite a lot of people, we're going to move all their money from these smaller banks to bank of the, the four I mentioned beforehand. And that was going to cause some problems tomorrow. And it was going to be interesting to watch. But yeah, Neil's, we got, we got to give Neil the, the word here. Uh, I'll add on another topic. Is the, is the U S government going to use, or the, is the fed going to use this as an excuse uh, to not raise rates and make people happy too? So, but Neil, you got a lot to say, so take it away. You know, I'm very sympathetic to everything Mike just said, and it sucks that, uh, like Bitcoin related companies are very intertwined uh, with these banks because they're the only ones that would do banking services uh, with these, you know, Bitcoin companies. Uh, however, you know, now the U.S. government, the FDIC, whatever, has basically de facto said deposits are now 100% insured at all banks. Right. Isn't that what they said? Basically by doing this. And yes. now you know, if I'm a bank and I get deposits, I could be more risky with the money, right? Like I don't have this, Mike's already shaking his head. I don't, I have this responsibility like I had before. And I just think it sets a bad precedent. Um, I don't think Silvergate or Silicon Valley should have been the examples necessarily, but why do we even have FDIC insurance or any of this shit anyway? It's just deposits can never, you know, disappear. That's it. That's, that's what happened today. And if you think that's a good thing, fine. Uh, but, you know, it just reinforces why Bitcoin's so important. Rules, not rulers, where the game is changed, you know, on a Sunday night. I mean, the, do you think the, uh, the government is to blame it all for creating an environment of the initial distrust in uh, in uh, Silicon Valley or in the other one, in, in, like what, or, like Elizabeth Warren. Oh, she yes. like poured gasoline on the fire for sure. Okay, um, but at the same time, like you say, uh, personal responsibility is the new counterculture, and a lot of these fucking VCs that were like, and I'm not talking about someone like Mike, but these like David Sachs that are worth hundreds of millions, <laughs> and the Jason Calacanis like screaming in all caps on Twitter, hysterics, uh, as they were dumping their Solana bags on people during the last crypto thing. It's like, fuck you guys. Um, but at the same time, like I said, I'm sympathetic to like people like Mike and obviously Bitcoin companies going through this right now. I just think, you know, what does this mean going forward? That, that's the bigger question. 
It's the moral hazard going forward. Yeah, well, that, and that, that's something that needs to be considered. Speaking of Solana, Vinny Lingham said, if Silicon Valley Bank is a total collapse this weekend, it will start bank runs on other small banks and concentrate more money into the bigger banks. If there, wasn't a, if there isn't a positive outcome by Sunday, I highly recommend you open an account with one of the four big banks and move your cash out. Well, he got his positive, he got his positive outcome. The day, the, the, those types, the, uh, I mean, Vinny's, you can learn a lot from Vinny. You can learn a lot from David Sachs and everything, but they, uh, they were leaning toward this, what, what ended up happening here. And again, this is, I mean, it's an, Nick Carter argument too. And I just, before Nick, I, I think Mike's got something to say. Nick, first of all, this other, this one in New York just went down too here. What Signature Bank closed. Signature Bank officially, they closed it officially. But it looks like that press release was done around the same time as the, as the a Fed press release. So that might just be based on previous panic. If they only could have hung out on a little longer, they no, might no, have- I'm pretty sure they're the hundred percent of their deposits are fine too, based on what I was reading. But you were t- what you were saying that deposits were going to flow out to the big banks. They already did this weekend. A ton of them. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, Lisa Huff on Twitter. She's a Bitcoiner. She works used to work at Unchained Capital. She wrote from a source she has. J.P. Morgan has been working all weekend in commercial customer service and has opened 300 commercial accounts totaling over six billion dollars. So like the money's already been flowing out of all a lot of these. Yeah, but it, it, the it trust has been broken. It's shameful that it had, that a lot of it. I mean, we don't know exactly where it, the, the small bank people were putting their money. They should have been putting them in Bitcoin immediately, but but no, they just they stayed in the banking. They went to Wells Fargo, Bitcoin over Wells Fargo. People pound that like button. Um, and, and real quick, do do you think this will be uh, used as an excuse for the uh, to stop raising rates by the, the the Fed or slowing down the raising of rates? No, because they bailed did the bailout here or whatever you want to call it the backstop. Yeah. No, 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 not, but just that, like, okay, we, we did this uh, bailout thing, but yeah. also let's, uh, let's, let's do this too, because we don't, we can't trust these, uh, these small, ba- I, I don't know. I, th- I thought they would have had a bit, if they let them, I guess, go on depositors, go under, and there were other bank runs, then they would have had an excuse. But now they, okay, we bailed out the depositors. We put, you know, stop the bleeding. And we could continue with our interest rate hikes because we're still fighting inflation. But the, the thing that's going to happen, I think, if they keep up with the interest rate hikes, it's going to happen again. Yeah, so the, the ocean is going back out. The people who are naked are going to be exposed. It, it's And there'll be something else that they'll have to add on to this package. I mean, yeah. it could get even, even though it looks like banks are a hunt, there's no need for FDIC insurance anymore. It's just like, don't worry. Um, something else worse can happen by, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Who knows? I, 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 I'm just so glad I'm in for the Bitcoin. Mike, you've got responses. Okay. I mean, it's been 90 years, you know, maybe it's time to revisit how FDIC even works uh, in this day and age. Uh, maybe that whole just dollar amount limit in the way that it is, maybe that just needs to be rethought of right in a new 2023 three way back to the drawing board instead of just raise the limit. I don't know. Um, but like, it's not effective in 250,000. If you're burning 50 K a month, you know, uh, 30 K a month, 17 K a month. I mean, you, if you raise around, what are you supposed to do? Like go out and open a bunch of bank accounts and kind of do this whole thing. Like that's absurd. Um, and it's not that these companies, it's not, it doesn't give them a pass, Neil. It doesn't give them a pass to like do it again. There's stringent regulations. 
But there's a bunch of little anom anomalies unique with this SVB thing that are going to be closed. The not marking the bonds mark to market. Uh, it's not a loss. It's not an, it's, it's not an updated uh, balance sheet item until they sell. So they lost a shitload of money on these bonds. Okay, they shouldn't have been allowed to do that, right? It's probably a good time to rethink the uh, the FDIC. But I mean, the implications here for these companies it's it's hard enough to just scale. It's hard enough to just do what they're doing, and then to wake up and just have it be over. Um, I mean, it's in, it can't happen. Okay, and I know you're saying, oh, the Fed said they're going to be there or whatever. Let's see though. How long does this take? What are still the implications? Is it just poof? They're going to move their money somewhere. I mean, the bank is done. So either way, if the Fed gives them the money or, or, or however long that process takes to unwind, uh, and let's just say that it's 100 cents on the dollar. Okay, let's say that it's 100 cents on the dollar. However long that, like that money's got to move somewhere. So is it going to go into another regional bank? Is it going to go into another small bank? Hell no. OK, so, of course, they're happy to see these type of crises. Right. Because, you know, after the Great Depression, I think 600 regional banks closed a year for the following three years. Uh, and the same thing happened um, after 08. I mean, it just decimates the whole sector. On another note, if Silvergate was actually allowed to do what they intended to do, right, which was be a crypto bank or a crypto first friendly, you know, on the tip of it for all these companies, which they were for a while through previous administration, how they could operate. They just had so much pressure. They basically got forced out of business because that's what they do. Uh, they specialize in that sort of thing. And when the government cracks down on that, it, get, it makes it even harder and harder. Um, but yeah, is a digital bank run in this crazy environment. Uh, the mismatch of, of, of treasuries uh, with the needing short-term capital. I mean, they just, they just have to fix it so it can't happen again. And I'll just, I'd, I'd be devastated to see all these companies dead, dead for this. That's unacceptable, I think. I want to clarify one thing. I, I said, I got two things to say. Singer, and Q is raising his hand, so he's got to go next. But Sig Signature Bank, I said, they, they if they only could have stuck around for longer. What, I, I know that all the people are going to be made whole there. That That's obvious. But part of the reason they went down was out of the initial fear. And now the initial fear is gone, like because of what the government just put a backstop in there. So they, in theory, they got some bad timing there. I mean, there were if there was no government backstop coming as it is, Tomorrow, there'd be many, many other banks, smaller banks going down. Um, the other thing I just want to put in everybody's head, just to remind everyone, I'm not a political, I, I, politics only goes to a certain level. Being president only means so much. We, we put these people on pedestals. Um, they do set the tone, though. And we are still living in an era. I mean, it, it, it could be 2024 easily. Elizabeth Warren could become the president of the United States. I just want everybody to remember that still. And to make that, if you're going to get involved in presidential politics, make that your priority for her not to. <laughs> the one, if you're going to get involved, that's the worst. And I've said this for quite some time on stage. I said it in L.A. at the uh, at the at the conference that she is the worst possible person to be president of the United States for Bitcoin. Um, but anyway, because that's her whole spiel now is like crypto rich people are bad. Let's let's blame all our problems on them. Like, you know, who blame, you know, who during World War Two. All right. So let's uh, let's go to Q. Uh, I just want to add a couple of things here. And I will start by saying the, the first people that are at fault to be blamed are the executives over at Silicon Valley Bank. 
They did not handle any sort of risk management whatsoever. They did not hedge against all of the long-dated mortgage-backed securities and 10-year treasury bonds that they were buying. So right off the bat, they were just sort of being reckless with all this, all these people's monies. The second thing, the second person to blame, and people are going to come at me and say, oh, I'm just a Trump hysteric, is actually Donald Trump, and I will explain why. In 2018, he changed the Dodd-Frank Act, which was created after 2008, which required banks with over $50 billion in assets to have to go through strict uh, stress tests. But Donald Trump changed that to $250 billion. But guess what Silicon Valley Bank did? Instead of maintaining and growing their assets, once they got to their $200 billion, they would lobby to make sure that this level stayed this high so they didn't have to go through stress tests. Otherwise, if they went through a stress test, they would have looked at their assets and said, hey, wait a minute, why do you have so much allocation to these long-dated treasury yields, long-dated bonds? And of course, the icing on the cake of all of this, these Silicon Valley bank executives walked out with their bonuses on Wednesday and then on Thursday told their entire staff, oh, we can't pay you on payroll, but we need you guys to keep working for us. So look, I would love nothing more than to see a banker go to jail, but if I learned anything after 2008, no one is going to pay a cent. No one is going to get in trouble for this. They're just going to sweep it under the rug, move on. And Mike, I do want to address this because I may sound crass saying it, but there is a little bit of risk management that needs to be expected on the hands of these businesses. And I hope genuinely hope that all these businesses are made whole and they learn from this and that they do have 20 different bank accounts that cap out at the FDIC insured limit because that needs to be the lesson here. And also the other the other part, the FDIC insurance, they don't have enough money if every single account were to go under or every bank were to go under, they don't have enough money to make people whole just to the 250K cap right now. So there's another element of this that like we are literally playing on the last or we're playing musical chairs at this point. You don't need 25 bank accounts, right? Bitcoin Tina tweeted something out earlier that I really liked because Jim Bianco, uh, who was complaining about a lot of stuff, he was saying how Roku had $487 million in one account uh, at this bank, at uh, Silicon Valley Bank. And Tina said that corporations with $487 million should have a basic understanding of cash management, treasuries, money markets. This was reckless behavior. They made bad decisions and need to get in line and hope for the best. So I like, look for the, the company, the startup that raised like $300,000, a half a million dollars. Like I said, I'm sympathetic towards that, but these like big mega corporations to now be completely backstop is it's ridiculous. I, I want to add, I hope this is the first step for people get to get used to being paid in Bitcoin, demanding they're paid in Bitcoin, doing all their business in Bitcoin. Then you, you don't have to worry about the fiat on ramp and the, the funding through the fiat and everything. We 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 we, we got to get <laughs> the, a total Bitcoin loop ecosystem here, which clearly does not exist now. M- many people in the space really relying on fiat still. And you can tell by the tweets. And that's, I mean, that's just, the, that's the way of the world. Um, and, you know, it's, some people are just, I mean, that that's just the way it's set. But this, I hope this, this changes things. Let, let, puts people, people, are waking up. people are waking up. I just, you know, the death of the fiat system will be by like a thousand cuts. It's not going to be one thing. This is definitely one of them. 
uh, on Friday, some, uh, some guy, I won't say who it is. He has a podcast. He's older. He's, he does like trading. He's not a big Bitcoiner. Reached out to me Friday afternoon and says, Neil, could you help me learn how to get self-custody Bitcoin? This is as the, all this banking stuff is going down. And this is someone who was on the fence for like a year. So things are happening. These kind of things are important. Okay, I, I don't think the fiat system is going away, by the way. No. I, no. I, I think it's just the elite 20 percenters got to get their act together and just make their the Bitcoin overlay. Make it work totally where you do not have to touch fiat at all. And I've tried my best to, to do that. I mean, my bank account is really small compared to my Bitcoin account. But so, I mean, there's, but again, we, we, we don't need, I mean, I think some people think of one extreme or another. We got to kill fiat. We got to do, let's not obsess over that. It's going to be around. Let's, you know, just, just try to make it so not as many hardcore Bitcoin people get into these situations where it is apparent. They are very much dependent on that system that, that they, that they that they hate. Um, so, uh, what was my other? Okay, so uh, Mike, you probably have something to say. Uh, if you want to run a profitable real business, like you have to deal with fiat. Um, there's very few that can accept no fiat, whether that's payroll or your health insurance or uh, whatever you do. So, you know, to be like, uh, oh, you know, you, you should just only accept Bitcoin. It's not there yet. When it is there, that would be incredible. There's companies like Scarcity, 100% of their income is all in, is, is a Bitcoin only company, right? But they still have a bank account. They're still incorporated. Um, but, you know, so you're saying like, let these companies fail or let, you know, let them, let them just lose. I mean, I think it's gonna they're gonna wake up they're gonna wake up still on another place to park your money but their job this it just can't happen okay i mean there's over regulation in every possible way okay i'm not for that um but standards to where this doesn't happen um you have to do it. And, you know, before every company, I mean, I was going to make a joke that like, you know, unchained, uh, this has got to be the best thing to happen for them. Cause think of all the corporate new accounts, uh, that want a collaborative multi-sig for some of their treasury. Right. Um, and there's risks to that too, right. Cause you could do that at 60 K and still be sitting here today. Right. You may need that money to fund fiat operations. You have a burn rate, you know, there's, there's risks on the other side with the stuff too. Um, but look, this is going to be good for Bitcoin. I just can't imagine uh, these companies failing. I, I, I think people who have the attitude of, you know, fuck them, um, uh, you know, or let them let them go is not the right not the right attitude. There's no empathy there. There's no compassion. This could have been you. This could have been Neil. Um, you know, maybe uh, his shirt shop FOMO 21 uh, maybe, you know, he raised $380,000 with a very small pre-seed round. And, you know, maybe he wasn't like insane. Uh, and he left that in Silicon Valley bank because that's kind of like a normal thing. Um, you know, he'd be out, uh, with that and that, that would be terrible. And I fucking hate them. That's <laughs> well, first, first off, it wouldn't have really been a personal account, likely. And by the way, I think I'm 90... not talking about a personal account. No, I'm saying for my business. Yeah. 
But I mean, if you accepted venture funding, it was like par for the course for like the longest time. And I believe 97% of the Silicon Valley Bank uh, funds had over the 250 uh, to put. It was like, like 85 or something. Like yeah. it, it's a significant amount of these accounts. And like I said, like I'm sympathetic. To, I don't think all these depositors should lose 100% of their money. Like that's, but should there have been some sort of haircut maybe? Maybe. I, uh, I, I want to say that uh, I think this is going to help usher in the legitimacy of CB of central bank digital currencies in the United States. They're going to say, well, instead of us having this backstop, it'll just be much easier that you have your own account directly with the Fed. We don't need these small banks we can't trust anymore. Um, what's your take on that, Q? Is this the road to CBDC slavery? I mean... Or are they going to use it for? The, is the guy is Elizabeth Warren going to be screaming about that? I mean, is it a way to legit make these things legitimate now that we've had this crisis? I mean, and, I, the, and again, the government's going to say well, we help averted the we we made sure there wasn't a crisis. Look what we did. We could do something even better with these CBDCs. Take it away. I I uh, I'm going to answer your question by not answering it, but I'm still wearing the tinfoil hat with you. Um, I think really what this is going to do, you know. As we've discussed, there are a lot of startups that use Silicon Valley Bank, including a lot of startups that adhere to a lot of, you know, the green energy movement. You've seen quotes and stuff talking about how, like, Silicon Valley Bank is the only bank that gives LGBTQ uh, sort of businesses the loans they need. Like, this is this is the bank we need, guys. Um, this is literally this administration's opportunity to inject so much capital into the industries that they want to see succeed akin to exactly what Obama did with Tesla and Elon Musk. And they threw so much money at Tesla that Tesla couldn't fail. Tesla was going to succeed because the government gave it enough money. And we're about to see this type of injection happen to those type of companies to talk about the CBD side of it. I honestly, I don't think that we're going to get an actual traditional CBDC because it's just too much infighting. The only avenue I think we do see some sort of a CBDC get rolled out is actually if the Fed struggles to temper inflation. That is the path I think that the CBDC would have to take. All right. Uh, Neil, your, your thoughts on my comments about CBDCs being ushered in. Um, I just don't know how CB, like the private banking system in this country, I don't CBDCs aren't good for them, right? The J.B. Morgan Chase, like, I, I don't know how that works. And I, I think CBDCs are going to happen in a lot of other countries first, if they do happen, as like a testing ground. Well, let me, let me put the scenario on the table. If Elizabeth Warren becomes president, then it becomes a legitimate policy to nationalize the banks. There'll be no private banks anymore. That, I mean, that becomes, if we've gone that crazy to elect a woman like that president of the United States, then it will be a legitimate option for their, to nationalize the banks like in Argentina when they had that woman down there. Be the, and then that, you know, this is insane. This, we, we're getting close to that point. So that would very easily usher in CBDCs. If all the banks are nationalized, you, know, you, don't, you don't have to worry about Bank of America anymore. And they'll get paid off or whatever. I mean, for, I, I don't know. <laughs> It would be insane. Well, Adam, let me ask you that. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Neil, go, 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 go. No, I'm not a fan of Elizabeth Warren. I've called, I've tweeted out that she should resign like multiple times. Um, I just, uh, I, I, it's still hard in the United States to do something that drastic. I'm not saying it can't get to that point, but it's still difficult 
the Republicans and the Democrats, they're still, uh, they're, everything's so divided, it's hard to get something major. Like yeah, I, I think it would lead to uh, nullification in certain states, but you say it's so hard to do. Look what some of our states did the last three years in, ter in terms of the virus. I would have said all of that was impossible. New York City shutting down the way it did. Who, who would have imagined such a, I mean, that is, it, it's, Chi it's Chinese rule type of stuff, the authoritarian insanity. Agreed. So, that, was a, that was a state by state thing. Yeah, it was. It, it was, but that it, that is what will. I, I think uh, the bank they will try. They might nationalize some banks, but then in certain states they might be like, no, we we're we got armed guards that are allowing these. We're still going to have private banks in our state, and we just won't follow with federal government. I think it'll. I think it could come to that. That's true nullification of the national law. Now it, it'll get rid of the bigger banks. They'll all worship, but I think you know. Florida. I mean, this is this is pretty. This is wacky scenarios here. But I'm just telling you how "quote unquote" nationalization could happen. How a CBDC could happen. It's I mean, it's easier to do CBDC than than nationalization. There, there are a lot of Democrats too, though, that are funded by the big banks and the bankers. So I, I don't think it's as cut as dry. Now you could have someone like Elizabeth Warren that that's her mission, but I don't think it'll be easy. It is her mission. It is. It Adam, is can I can I yes. pose a question to you? Yes. How is the Federal Reserve announcing that they will backstop all of these deposits? Is that not a degree of nationalization of Yes, it is. it is fascism. It is the private industry being – this private industry is being favored by the government, picking winners and losers, ma making sure that, you know, that their friends do well. It's, they, they're still privately owned, but like the, the government has a huge – they're at the the work. They have to follow the government line. They the government controls them in a way. So it is. It's the ultimate economic fascism. I mean, it's Klaus Klaus Schwab. You know, it's it's stakeholder capital. It's it's everything. I mean, this is a it's a nightmare type of situation. If you if you look at look at it at that, there is no. Yeah, we we've lost the meaning of the. Unfortunately, I mean, you brought up Dodd Frank beforehand. I don't think there should be any regulation in the banking industry whatsoever. I mean, at all. Just like. Let people, especially now that we have Bitcoin, if you don't trust it, then just go to bit. They trust yourself. I mean, there's uh, figure it out. But uh, you know, people will get. They'll have to be. If we didn't have Dodd Frank and all that stuff, these banks and they were truly private, they would be forced to be incredibly, incredibly transparent. But we're way down the road of regulation and the intertwining of finance and state. There should be separation of money and state, and it has not been that way. Uh, since the 1800s. I mean, Thomas Jefferson be rolling in his grave right now. I mean, this is, it, it's insanity what, what, what we got going on. But that's the cool thing about Bitcoin. We can complain and scream and blame people. And I, I don't, but we're in Bitcoin overlay and we don't have to worry. In a sense, we don't have to worry about it. You can get, you can position yourself so you don't have to worry about economic fascism and stakeholder capitalism or whatever, whatever you want, or class Schwab or whatever you want to call it. Call it. But yes, Yes, it is. It is very close. It's, it's a cousin of nationalization, what is going on. Yes. Government's been picking winners and losers for decades. As long as I've been alive, they always they pick winners and losers. Um, I'd love to get inside Mike's head right now. I see him making like faces every once in a while. Yeah, you might take, take <laughs> that. Okay. First off, you know, you're talking about CBDCs and the ushering in. We have CBDCs. Log into your Chase account. That, it's already a CBDC. Like, what more do you need? I, I mean, can tell you. I can tell you. you want, <laughs> this is the way only this, it's CBDC 
only certain people be able to do certain things with their CBDC. They'll be very well, custom made. Like well, the way that we'll do reparations will be through, through the CBDC. And only certain people will be able to get the reparations CBDC, which will only be good for to buy houses or something at negative 10% interest rates. I mean, there's a, you, you could do a lot more with, with CBDCs than the digital money that is that is available right now. They, 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 they can get creative with this. They, they really can get creative with, with the, the CBDC stuff. It's, it's, it's quite imaginative, actually. And I'm interested to see Exactly. How right now, it's all imaginative. <laughs> and it's whack <laughs> job. And it's way out there. And it's not even, you know, I mean, it's, it's sci-fi. Uh, it would make a good movie. Oh, it already has. I would not... I don't like conspiracies or anything like that. I am not a conspiracy theorist. I don't, that this is, I mean, it's go, it's going to happen. They're going, there's going to be a fed coin of some sort. And of course the federal government will do a horrible job with it in, in many ways. Um, and it, you know, because the federal, I, I don't think they'll do a good job and it's going to take them a while to hire cryptocurrency people that are actually competent to sort of run it. Um, but something, it, Something will happen. It, it, we will have something different than It'll plain be. old digital currencies. They got to be able to figure out a way to do negative interest rates and do negative mortgage rates. It's going to be amazing. Negative ten percent mortgage from the government. You're going to get it. It is. It's going to be wild for reparations. That is your ten fifty <laughs> acres and a mule is a freaking ten. It's going to be a negative ten percent interest rates. On your CBDs, and I'm I'm not joking. I think that's a creative way to do it. Maybe it'll stop. I mean, it, it, never mind. In, in theory, if they were to do that, there should be no more welfare anymore. But you know, they won't. Once you have one social program, it, it, you can't get rid of it. Apparently. Anyway, I went I mean, right now they just print money to steal from us, right? Yeah. So and negative interest rates though could be forget even the negative. That's just like more blatant. Right, negative interest rates. Right now, they just print the money instead. Negative interest rates would just be more direct. It's more about the targeting of specific individuals under a CBDC that I think uh, is a lot more frightening. Where at least in today's society, with paper money, you still have cash. You you know you have some flexibility, and obviously with Bitcoin too. Yeah, turning off people's accounts and uh, making their C their CBDC no longer work. Like their food central bank digital currency. They're on okay. They're on Snap. So they get a special, um, a special, a special coin that only allows them to get food and beer and you know and cigarettes and everything. And then all of a sudden they they did something like they said something good about Trump and then no longer they can't get food anymore. Yeah, that's pretty sinister. And that's something that's that's different than just a regular digital currency. That's that that's and people are going to get. It's going to be so tempting. At first, it's going to be all, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, free money, negative interest rates. Look at all these things, reparations, all this. And, and you just get people further hooked into this system. And but the, the penalties of speaking against the system will be easily enforced. I mean, they're, they're not hiding. I mean, right now, Biden and stuff, they they, they specifically target specific believe people. They, they say the villains are MAGA people. Now, think what you want about MAGA people. But we never had leaders that would openly uh, blame specific parts of the population. I mean, this, this is crazy. Uh, uh, that's not true. Well, that, well, okay. we, we've, historically, we this country has put blame on specific smaller demographics and groups. Okay, but they never had the, the, the technology to actually implement it. 
I mean, it's pretty sickening to hear it in this modern age. I mean, we grew up in a time where there was not talk about my religion or, or, or another race being a problem by, you know, elected officials. That, that, that wasn't, that's really not been a thing since, since the 80s or whatever. But like it's class warfare now or, or in there, it's, just, it, it's different. People think it's just as bad to blame a class to blame as to blame a religion or to, but people don't realize that. But again, I'm, I'm going down a, a different thing. But no, you, you make a, a legi- legitimate point that I, I should just never say never. But uh, what we're used to, um, this thing that they could, I mean, what, what happened in Canada? Canada is basically the United States with the truckers. They didn't like their political things, so they cut them off. Uh, finance, they made private banks cut them off. It'll be much easier to do it if all those dudes are uh, hooked on some type of some type of Fed coin. All right, I went down. Let's uh, let, let, let's uh, do some conclusionary remarks on. Well, first of all, let, let's. I, I, I don't want to run out of time here. I want everybody to talk about their projects. Okay, that that's very important because you know you see me wearing Neil's shirt and everything. I want Mike to explain. I mean, you intrigued everyone by saying that you invest in, in so many companies and everything. Everyone is very interested in this. You know, say the name of your company and you know w- what you do. And I mean, the, the behind the scenes awesome stuff you've been doing because you you do want these com- companies to grow. It's so. It's so obvious. You want these companies to grow, and you you've seen something get in the way of that, and uh, you, and you know you've got interest in this. And I we all love this industry, and we all we want to see so many different companies, not just you know technically oriented ones, but uh, shirt ones and everything. Um, so anybody trying to hinder it is it's not too cool. But you know, like like Elizabeth Warren and everything. So take it away, Mike. Tell, tell them uh, what lightning what you, what you do over there. Yeah, so my company is Lightning Ventures, and uh, it's ltng.ventures, and we are a Bitcoin-focused boutique uh, venture fund. So we just focus on uh, the Bitcoin space and startups and founders, a lot of cool companies in the space that uh, that we all know and love. And uh, we're deploying out of a, a very small fund that we raised like a year and a half ago, right? Small compared to the other people in the Bitcoin VC world. And we have a syndicate where anyone can invest in Bitcoin companies and get started with angel investing. So that's investing on the same terms as a lot of the VCs and suits and uh, all the fancy people that invest in the Bitcoin companies that we all know, use and love. Uh, You too can invest in uh, small amounts of money and uh, be impactful, get updates from the company, see how you can help uh it's great for networking and other partnerships uh, maybe you have another company that works with them so um i'm trying to build this nice amazing network of awesome people uh that are you know all have their own superpowers uh to contribute then so when we get an update from a company maybe they're looking to hire someone maybe they want to get in touch with the meister for maybe a new affiliate thing and they think adam would be great okay uh or whatever they need we can uh help them out so prior to that um i had invested in a lot of other companies some bitcoin ones but mainly all sorts of other crazy uh things in in the in the world so that's where um a lot of those 1500 is i'm thinking with lightning ventures we've invested in maybe 39 or 30 or so companies uh to date and those are a lot of the ones that we all love so i'm bullish that the investments in uh early stage technology companies will outpace the price of bitcoin uh you will be stuck with fiat 
Um, but it's a great way to diversify your HODL position uh, and have different kind of exposure to a whole different class. If you're a Bitcoiner, you're still early in Bitcoin and you're way early with a lot of these companies. So um, that's pretty much it. That's what I do. This dude is in motion. Pound that like button. Link to below. Go. If, if you're interested, please go check everything out. Very important. Again, this is an interactive show. Just don't don't be a tree. Be in motion. Like a lot of people are just like, well, I'll just watch what the algorithm tells me to watch, and then I'll complain about the YouTube algorithm. No, check out the links below. <laughs> and most most people, most of you won't. They're watching this now. You're totally algorithm slaves or eighty percenters. I don't care if you think I'm insulting my freaking audience, because I know most people are lazy bums and they don't do anything. I read all the con. I I. I always, I pay attention to who the people are on these shows. I check out their Twitters. Most people aren't proactive like that. And they're like, can you tell me X, Y, and Z? I'm like, can you use Google, dude? So many, we, we have so many tools. People don't use tools. People don't use it anymore. It, it's disgraceful. And I've talked about this many times. Um, if you don't like the algorithms of these freaking social media platforms and everything, I mean, use Twitter as a web page. You don't have to go see what Twitter tells you to watch. Just you know, investigate Twitter. You know, check out the feed. All right, now let's go to another dude who's in motion here. T-shirts, baby. This is awesome stuff. I love the freaking T-shirts. I wore one on the Beyond Bitcoin show. Neil, take it away. Your company buy the T-shirts, people. It's linked to below. It's, it's tell us what you're doing, how it's going, Neil. Yeah, I just want to say Mike is one of the hardest working people behind the scenes. People do not know this. And like you say, he, he doesn't complain. He builds. Build, don't complain, right? That, that's what you say. Um, what do I do? Mike says I just shit post on the internet and show up to parties. But uh, I do. I also um, I have a podcast called Inside Bitcoin. I help promote all the major uh, Bitcoin conferences. And as you mentioned, and you're wearing one of our shirts, I have a Bitcoin-only merch company, FOMO21. Started about a year ago last week. Someone reached out to me in the Bitcoin space who was in the merchant apparel industry for like 20 years and said, Neil, I like your Bitcoin ethos. Love to do this with you. And yeah, I have a fun time. I get to put memes in motion. I get to uh, put memes into real life, throw them on T-shirts, and I have a lot of fun. Yeah, man, there are a lot of good shirts over there, too. I really love this one, man. I mean, you, I never had an Israel uh, Bitcoin shirt before. I got That's what I wore on the previous show. And uh, like, you know, it's, it's an orange flag of Israel with a little Bitcoin in the center. It was so, I never, it was great. Look, if you want another one, if there's anything else you like, reach out to me. Yeah, this, this is a friendly man. Pound man like, but he knows that the Meister likes free things. And no one believes that I have as much Bitcoin as I do. They never will. I look like a freaking bum. I wear t-shirts. I can tell, I could say how many I had and people wouldn't believe it still, still. Because no one, I mean, just like what the, the guy with the Lamborghini who's just faking it until he's making it, they'll listen to every altcoin the guy tells them to buy, even though like they've all failed. I mean, it's and I can say all this out in the open, and people still won't believe me. They just oh no, the Meister, he's just been around and whatever. I gotta listen to the guy with the Lamborghini. He's really you know he knows that I gotta you know and and the girl with the hot the bikini and everything. I gotta listen to her. I mean that those are the ones who that's why I don't do these darn shows anymore. I mean. It's just like, it's such a joke to the 80 percenters, man. But they, I mean, they get, and, and they're the ones who were on, who had those tweets three years ago today. They're like, it's going down more. Oh, the world is ending. Oh, oh, it was, oh, what a day that was. That really separated the men from the, the little mice and everything. That was, 
That was I got I bought two Bitcoin. That, that was all right. Sorry. All right. Now, Q. And again, to remind everyone, March twelfth and thirteenth of uh, twenty twenty, because most of your brains out there are totally fried. You can't remember like two seconds ago, but three years ago, exactly on today. Don't do drugs, but most of you still do drugs. But uh, it, three years ago, on this on this very day, and on the thirteenth, the whole world panicked. Over some uh, some virus or something like that, and the whole financial everything, Bitcoin went down. Everybody was just so scared. Oh, oh my God! And and now look, look, you look back on it, and I, it is one of the proudest points in my life that I never backed down. I had conviction. I tweeted it out that I bought two that day. I never believed the stuff those people were saying. I never bowed to the government. Never, never, and I never will. Because I know when a, when a people trust the government, oh, we're only sending you to that camp. But don't worry, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It's, it's a, and then you become vermin. And when people are told that they that other people are vermin, what that leads to, yeah, I could see it right away. And everybody says, never forget, never forget. Everybody forgot. Everybody, most people forgot. Bitcoiners were embarrassing me. I couldn't believe it. Begging begging for Fossey and all these people to save them and panicking and selling their Bitcoin. I can't, I can't believe it. And it's, you know, I bring, I'm really bringing out the passion, just bring it, because most of you don't remember. And every, that's the way the world works today. Ah, I don't really remember that. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't, it was horrible. It was terrible. It was disgraceful. And if you did the right thing, you should be proud and you should be screaming it to the freaking world, baby. Pound that like button. And I'll never stop talking about that beautiful day. That sad day for some, but for me, a beautiful day. And those are the two, and I own a lot of Bitcoin. Those two Bitcoin are the proudest two Bitcoin I own. They are. They are the ones that I got those days when the, the end of the world is coming. Yeah, end of the freaking world. We are in a time of abundance. This is a golden age, people. Don't, this is not a zero-sum game. Everybody can be a winner. Come on now. Don't let the government dictate the way you live your life. All right, uh, Q, what, what, what are you up to? And we're not done yet. Don't worry, dudes. No, no, we got, we got passion. We, 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 we're going to wrap it up soon. But Q, what, what, tell us something that you're doing. You're in motion. You got the podcast. You're, you're all over. I'm play, playing basketball in Los Angeles and stuff, baby, getting injured at the, at the conference. <laughs> uh, I do. I, I have started my own podcast as well, Late Night Bitcoin with Q, the only Late Night Bitcoin show, uh, Monday through Thursdays here on YouTube and as well on Twitter and all your favorite podcast platforms. And of course, as Adam alluded to, I have torn my Achilles. I can't play sports anymore, but I love sports way too much. So Ulrich and I have gone ahead and we've created the only Bitcoin Ballers podcast where we literally talk about basketball so for all of the sports ball enthusiasts come on over and join us for those who cringe at the idea of talking about sports come troll us we don't care we still talk about bitcoin from time to time but uh yeah just having fun talking to people and continuing to learn continuing to stack sets dude that is uh you've got you're bold you're not an algorithm slave either. I'm going to tell you why. Because you're doing late night Bitcoin. Late night. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the worst idea. If you care about the algorithm, the stupidest idea ever. Yeah, like right now, you know, the Sunday night that I'm doing it is a bad idea. I don't care. And obviously, I'm, I'm showing that I don't give a darn. It doesn't look like I give a darn. Um, but um, he, 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 it's during a late night. I mean, it, it's no, that's it's not really That's not good. That's going to get you. That's not going to get you the 80%. So that's not going to get you the. I mean, even if I mean, if you had a hot bikini babe, it might help a little bit. But still, even a hot bikini babe at a late night asses, and you're on and you're in Los Angeles. I mean, you're in the, on the West Coast. You're on the West. You're somewhere. I mean, 
you're somewhere yeah. out there. Uh, I, oh, I don't was, go live until 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. your time. Like it yeah. is, it is a real late night show. And it, it's not even like hour. the pre-recorded ones here in LA where they record it at three and then show it to you at midnight. No, no, we literally go live at midnight. Yeah, that's the thing. And and the algorithm, by the way, is centered around the East Coast. It it, it favors. This is way way the freaking more. All right, now you you. Yeah, I, I want to ask everybody. I mean, the, the, before all this bank stuff broke, some of the big news was ordinals. Okay, and I want to I want to ask everybody's opinion because it's in the title order. The Bitcoin ordinals, the, the, the NFTs. The, I, I think it's I think it's fine because it's just you know it, it, if you can do it, do it. All right. Um, one cool thing that it, it might end up doing is uh, create some ossification of the the bit process where people are going to be scared to make any changes to Bitcoin. Onto you know what might be snuck in like this was uh, this wasn't snuck in but some people feel like they were cheated like what well, I wouldn't have a, 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 I was I wouldn't be down with the latest BIP if it was uh, what was it called the, the latest up, uh, upgrade they did uh, Taproot like I wouldn't have been down with Taproot if uh, I knew this was going to happen type of thing which is you know fine whatever so it might we might not never never get another update so that, I mean that's interesting something that could happen from this. But I just see people. No, is on. Mike, you're absolutely right. I am so cheap that I don't pay, <laughs> and I and still I'm so rich, but yet I'm so cheap. But I I never sold a Bitcoin for fiat. That that's another thing that's going on. But I'm so cheap that no, I won't pay for anything that has to do with this YouTube channel. People have complained to me before. Like, yeah, 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 get a, get a better camera. I'm like, you buy me a camera. I tell you know people and people have bought me things. They've been very nice. I, some people have got me some things that. Have, that have improved the show. And I, I mean, I, I'm very appreciative. You know, when it's people true. Say, it looks like your camera, like you're from outer space right now. <laughs> oh yeah. People are like, are you using a camera from 1997? Well, basically, I mean, I don't turn on the lights. There's no laptop. It's on a, on a laptop. I've shown people my laptop at conferences. I'm like, this is what I use. They're like, this is what you use. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's it all. Like the first, it's like the first MacBook you'd ever have. Uh, that's the uh, the Meister computer there. It, it's funny at Tone's event, we, we made a little joke where uh, I went into the room and I pretended to steal wine and they recorded it and they, they tweeted it out. Like I'm sneaking wine out and people actually believe it. Uh, Adam so he, he took the wine from Tone's. It was your wine too, I think. And, and people didn't understand the joke. You know, it's, I can make fun of myself. You gotta be able to make fun of yourself. What were we just, okay, ordinals. So, uh, What's up? I mean, Mike, you're the entrepreneurial supporter. What do you think about the ordinance? Really quick. I don't have much to say. Um, we did a call with Casey. Uh, he just reached out before it launched like super. I mean, the dude's an all-star, right? I mean, yeah. leads the San Francisco bit devs. Um, he's the man. It wasn't a project. It's not like an investable thing. Uh, we just had like a real quick conversation about it. The only thing I really know about NFTs and Bitcoin uh, or what happens with scarcity in their auctions uh, and things that happen with liquid like a project called rare Toshi uh, that's in the sort of NFT space. So the ordinals is ripe. It's perfect time. But what it ultimately comes down to is, is what the artists want to use. So if the artists want to use liquid or counterparty or uh, the ordinals, then that's, then that's what it comes down to. So it's cool to see, uh, the artists doing it. Hopefully they move away and get rid of this whole counterparty nonsense, uh, and whatever, <laughs> but I, I really have no opinion on it. I think art is great. I think it's fun. I think it, it will eventually show that everything is going to come to Bitcoin from these, you know, other chains, 
Uh, so that's just all I think about yeah, it. I, I love when people say counterparty. It just brings me back to 2015 and 2016 so much. I mean, that's down the drain. I mean, that's that was the most clunky thing ever. Uh, I don't know if you, since you, you're not exactly on the side, but still you are on the, the VC side of things sometimes. What do you think about Stacks? I mean, Stacks is like the modern uh, uh, counterparty. I mean, yeah, we're, we're anti all things Stacks. So okay, okay. If, if anything comes in the purview that's Stacks related, it's, it's that's a killer right there. All right, Neil, your, uh, your, your take on uh, Bitcoin NFTs on uh, the main layer or on the second layer or uh, ossification of the uh, bit process. What do you think is coming out of Ordinals? And yeah, Casey is an all-star. He's a, he really did. I mean, he, he's grown in, uh, I, mean, I, I knew, yeah, I'm glad to be familiar with who he is. Yeah, take it away. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I met Casey at a Pacific Bitcoin, actually, I think. And he told me about this and I didn't like it then. I don't like it now, but I'm not one of these like Bitcoiners who was like, we need to fork the network to, you know, upset. Oh. To, to me, it's just, to it, it almost gave it the Streisand effect. A lot of these Bitcoiners being so anti just like blew it up. And I'm like, just shut the fuck up about it. And no one, I, I just, what you're really sleeping on, Adam, is Noster. And I listen to your show and I heard what you said about Noster. That is way more important than Ordinals is ever going to be. It's going to take some time. I'm telling you. Well, it's, it's hard. It's really clunky now. No, yeah, it's not better. Do you have, do you use an iPhone? I got one. Yeah, it was giving me for free. Pound that like button. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I can. I can you download Domus. Okay, you got to trust me. You're gonna love it. You got it. It's gotten so much better in like two months. All right. I I I've seen other ones. These social networks. No, it's, I know. I remember Mastodon. I was on yes. that for ten seconds. I fucking hate. Oh, sorry. I hated it. All right, but this is different. I'm telling you, it's different. Oh God. I I think the ordinalist thing is big because it's just a. Uh, with this artistic aspect on the base layer, you won't have the the people saying, "Well, I can't do this." The the, the STX, the stacks excuse won't be there. This, I mean, is pure Bitcoin. Look, there's going to be positive. I think there's going to be positive externalities that come out of ordinals because you are going to bring people to Bitcoin who normally might have, you know, not looked at it. But it's just not for me. But I think I, I think it also is going to add to the ossification process of Bitcoin. People are going to be scared to change anything about Bitcoin because they don't know what's going to sneak in there. I think that's. But, but, but I'm also I'm not technically smart enough to say whether we should be at full ossification or not. I, I don't know what the right answer is. I've seen like people argue on both sides. Well, so, yeah, pe people like reliability and people. I mean, investors do like they don't want something to change the rule. That's the that's the knock on Ethereum. They're they're constantly changing. You you yes, don't know enough. You don't know in a hundred years if you if you if you pack if you bury your Bitcoin for a hundred years and then go back, you don't know if it's going to still be exactly. Bitcoin ain't changing. It's 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 there, baby. Yeah, people and, want certainty. Like we see that in markets. We see that with the banking system right now. No, I get it. I just don't know what the right answer is. I wish like nothing would change, but maybe there's a reason it's. It shouldn't ossify yet. I just, like I said, I'm not. Would there, I mean, if there was ever an emergency, every a true emergency, it would. Everyone would. It would be. It would be unanimous type of thing, like a quantum computing. Oh, there's some fun for your fudsters out there. Oh God, quantum computing. That's some fun. That's just that's recycled and recycled. Oh, God almighty. Oh, all right. Uh, the, the ordinals for. Uh, wait, there was something else I was going to say about that. Uh, or, ordinals for Q. What, what do you think about the uh, ordinals? I will caveat everything I'm about to say by saying I'm a free market capitalist. And if this is what people want to spend their money on, 
i.e. their Bitcoins, sure, fine, whatever. I think it's stupid. I think there's a degree of privilege that, you know, oh, let me put the taproot wizard on here and uh, like, yeah, whoa. Um, there's also a question that I have never gotten an answer that I think has sat well with me. Um, we are now changing the idea and fungibility of Bitcoin when, oh, this one Satoshi has, you know, this image inscribed on it and, you know, this, the next Satoshi does not. So I think there is a slippery slope that's happening. That said, like, look, I, I will always talk about Iran any chance I get. So you gave me the caveat into it. Iran has the worst, one of the worst, most authoritarian governments in the world. They infringe upon people's human rights. This, for the people who are able, and it's very difficult, it's not every single node can just sort of spin up and you can see all of the ordinals that are inscribed, but it will allow the opportunity for those who are in these regions who are you know, dealing with strict censorship. Hey, you can inscribe information onto these Satoshis. That opportunity, I think, is immensely valuable for the future that we are heading as humanity. Um, Udi inscribing Taproot Wizards just shows me how much privilege he has financially. That's what Noster's for now. Like, censorship resistance, man. Do you, you, could, you could put stuff like that. You know what it is? A lot of the people who are into ordinals or people I don't particular I'm not particularly fond of in the first place. So yeah, funny. T and tell me, tell me how much you don't like Udi without telling me you don't like <laughs> exactly. That's what <laughs> so you're saying. It's funny that a lot. It, it's a you know look. Roger Ver came out right away and was like used it as a way to attack Bitcoiners. Yeah, all, all this stacks guys who half of them have me blocked on twitter or whatever they're like all about it all of a sudden right so like this is just what happens it was a good move on stacks to set it makes their whole nft uh bitcoin nft thing more legitimate they really marketed well on that i i'm gonna give them credit on that one baby for casey uh, casey came out against them and said i know i know he hardcore attacked them uh, by the way i i i don't have really a problem with stacks i i, I i'm not as hardcore I, it doesn't matter. but i i will say uh Oh, God, that was a beautiful point, uh, two, two beautiful points you, you made there, Q, um, in terms of the uh, censorship re resistance. I, I think that is a, a use case that is, that is out there. I think it is, it is a, a, a just a, it's a way to uh, redistribute uh, a cultural influence uh, with these little messages and, and what, whatnot. But I also, uh, oh, God, what was I, I just about to say with the, the Udi stuff and the, uh, oh, yeah. oh no, the forking. Um, yeah, it is kind of weird. Like, I think some, I, I want someone, if someone gets so pissed off about this, let them fork it off. Let them create non ordinals Bitcoin and see how long it lasts. But yeah, like Jimmy Song and everybody screaming about it, that it was a Streisand effect. That was a, uh, <laughs> that, that was a, 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 a good point, uh, over there. All right. Um, I think did I did we cover everything in the I mean there was so much uh, so much fun stuff to cover this I just want to make sure we covered uh, everything that was in in the title here okay yes we did all right that that is uh, uh, okay so let's uh, let's do our closing remarks here um, I, I'll go back to can we expect twenty twenty three to be similar to twenty nineteen that'll be uh, you you can say again you know promote what you're doing and and answer that question and just. Just anything that you, any news also that you would like to share that you, you th think we, we left off. So let's start with Mike. Um, 2019 in what way? Uh, in terms of we're, we're going to stick at a bear market. It's just going to be a bear market. A bear market that is slowly going, like 
we're going to actually, the bull market really started. I mean, we started going up then, but we're not, we're not getting back to uh, 69,000 this year. I mean, we're not getting back to the all time high this year is what I'm saying. I mean, people, there'll be an aura. There are going to be some things that are happening that are going to be down that people aren't going to be happy about the price. There isn't going to be, there'll be some ups and downs. Like we had a, a great Facebook moment during 2019 where they thought Facebook was doing uh, their own cryptocurrency and Bitcoin it went back to 13,000 for a little bit, I mean, for a teeny bit. I mean, we, we might have a little spasm like that, but um, I think it'll be just, it'll be a down, it'll be like 2019, a, a down year. Like 20, it, 2018 was, that was I, bad. That, that I was, think, I think you nailed it earlier when you said basically 2015, um, that ooh. era of like the long, the drawn out, you know, it feels like we're coming to the end of it. Look, the Gox coins are getting ready to be paid. The first payment of Gox coins, they've like divvied up an amount. I actually have a valid claim. Uh, there's like an actual amount. I think it's in March. So, you know, whatever it is, like it's ironic that that's happening now, but you know, this this feels this twenty five thousand when we get back up there. I mean, could be like when it, when we were at two hundred and fifty dollars, you know, that that move between two hundred to two hundred and fifty. It sat around there for a while. It was coming out of a terrible time to be a Bitcoiner, you know, and I just it feels kind of like that. And and then we were off, you know, just like every other time. That's what as, it feels like to me. But I can't even predict the price yeah, as the having approached like. I think we are people ask me beforehand, is it going to be the same four year cycle? And I wasn't exactly sure, uh, but it is, uh, I'm sure now. And I don't, it might be, the, it might be the same four year cycle up until 2028. Also, uh, I'm more confident in that than I was beforehand. Like people would ask me, are we going to keep on having these four year cycles? Well, yeah, probably 2024, but maybe not 2028. Uh, you know, more likely it'll be repeated again. I, I don't know. It just seems like the same things happen, but a lot of rhyming, a lot of rhyming going on here, man. Uh, like it's uh, 1986 uh, Brooklyn Rappers. Yeah, that, that, that much rhyming. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, uh, Queens from the MC. All right. Now let's uh, let's go to uh, Q. Uh, and you, again, I, I forgot to say it's cool that you uh, combine sports and, and Bitcoin. I mean, I I had to give up a lot of I gave up all my all my NFL interest, basically, to focus on Bitcoin, it was a good investment on my part, but I, <laughs> I'm addicted to the Baltimore Orioles still. Of course, I couldn't break that addiction. And uh, the, again, I, I love Orange uh, because of, of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, Taz, uh, your thoughts on uh, this being like 2019 or anything else you want to add? Any news? Um, I'm careful to say like this is going to be like this year or that year. I think you know this will be a bear market year. Absolutely, I think you're right about that. But I also think unlike those years in the past where we have a full blown, like we are in a full blown recession, whether the government wants to admit it, whether all of the technical indicators are indicating that. Um, so I think it'll be very interesting to see how things play out. I am not expecting any sort of bull run anytime soon. That said, and I, I say this after having started the show, talking about the fact that, you know, the banks or the Fed has essentially issued a bailout for the banks. Uh, until we see some sort of a capitulation on the quantitative tightening, I don't think there'll be a bull market. We've seen that for all we know, like this will kick off a bull market. I don't think it will. I think there needs to be something uh, much more drastic as far as liquidity injection to kick that off. And until that happens, we're just going to be sitting pretty sort of going sideways for a good chunk of time. 
All right. And uh, Neil, I'm actually going to ask you a different question because it's in the, it's in the show notes. I said I would ask this, talk about it. We didn't talk about it at all. Uh, the uh, Letitia James in New York, um, who's just, uh, you know, she loves to get attention and she hates cryptocurrency and rich people that don't pay her off, I guess. Um, she said Ethereum was a security. And I don't, uh, you know, I don't like government designations of anything, uh, really. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a Bitcoin firster, of course, but I don't, I just, I don't think it's, I, I'm not on her side. I'm not, I'm not some, some Bitcoiners like, yeah, Letitia James said Ethereum's a security. I'm not down with that, man. I'm not, I'm not on the side of a freaking Letitia James and the freaking New York state government. Okay. I'm not, I'm not down like that. So, and I don't think it's good for Bitcoin. Is I've said if there, if the government ever took down Ethereum, it would hurt Bitcoin. It would hurt Bitcoin. It make people panic about Bitcoin too. Not that the government's going to do that, but uh, your take. I, I'm putting you on the spot here, Neil. But what, what was your take on that and your conclusionary remarks too? Um. So I don't think it would have a long-term like negative effect on Bitcoin. Obviously, it doesn't affect the network in any way. Maybe just the price you're talking about of Bitcoin in, in the short term if something happened with Ethereum. Um, look, there are securities laws in place. Uh, you could have the position where you don't think they should exist at all, which that's fine. But if they do exist, they should apply equally. Why should a company like Apple have to follow certain rules? But a theor- the Ethereum, not if they are a security, a company, you know, with their CEO, Vitalik Buterin or whatever, right? Like, I don't really care about Ethereum. It doesn't interest me. I'm about sound money. Um, the case did lay out reasons why they included Ethereum, and they didn't have to. They included Luna, uh, Terra USD, and they threw an Ethereum there. It almost seems like there is something political there for the reason they did that. Uh, it didn't, like I said, it doesn't bother me. Uh, they listed the initial coin offering of Ethereum, the transition to staking, uh, proof of the, to proof of stake, and there was one other thing they listed, but I can't remember. Uh, we'll see how it turns out. You know, it's New York's trial court, so it's not going to have any great, like, no precedent for like the rest of the country or anything like that, or even for New York State. Uh, but but we'll see what happens. And what just my final thoughts, I guess you said. Yes. Uh, I tend to agree that 2023 or 2024 is going to really kick off uh, a Bitcoin bull market. And I, for a while, I was very uh, bearish on like the cycle theory, uh, but I've kind of like changed my tune. And the reason being the having itself, def- miners are the biggest sellers of Bitcoin. And now they have less Bitcoin to dump on the market when the having happens, right? They're, they're mining, they, the, the subsidy goes down. It just mathematically makes sense to me. I'm also like, I feel very like spiritually connected with Bitcoin. I just feel there's something in nature that is happening that we can't explain and the way humans react. And there's this self-fulfilling prophecy and like this reflexivity loop where it's just going to happen. Everyone's going to get bullish. Maybe the economy will crash again at the end of this year and it'll lead perfectly into a time for Bitcoin to kind of you know, skyrocket, we'll see QE, maybe we'll see UBI, crazy shit happen, and then Bitcoin will take off because of it. All right. That's a good uh, conclusion right there, dudes. Um, It's been great to do this week in Bitcoin again, to have all this energy to have. 
these three beautiful guests on. I'm going to be on. I mean, people are like, Adam, you don't exist anymore because you don't do show, shows. But I, I'm on Twitter every day, guys. T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. I do little videos. I do videos here. I'll be on Thomas's show. I, I should just call him Thomas because everyone should know who Thomas is. But most people are newbies and don't know what the world of crypto network is. It is the originator. Um, and no matter what Thomas says politically, it is the freaking originator. I will be on the show on Friday um, at uh, 4 o'clock Eastern time. And uh, there'll probably be two more shows on this channel soon after that. I'm you know, debuting all sorts of T-shirts. Neil, I'll be wearing your T-shirt on uh, the World Crypto Network on, uh, on Friday. So everybody... Um, I thought of a great T-shirt idea that I'm making specifically for you. Uh, make, it, make it with the Orioles, man, I, or, or, any, or, or Baltimore. I didn't, you knew what I was going to do already. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I wanted, I've always wanted a Baltimore or an Orioles Bitcoin shirt. I really. Why don't you make them a pound that like button shirt? I got one. I got, I got two. I got two. Wait, Neil, now I want a Lakers shirt. No, oh, for you two, we have, a, we have a hat that says baller on it with like the Bitcoin B. So I'll send, yeah, DM me. I'll send you like a code for that. No, I, I, can't, I don't wear I don't wear hats. Although I do. Uh, I will rock the hat. You. I, I do wear this. I wear the yarmulke here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We, do my, we need some Bitcoin yarmulkes on our site. Oh, <laughs> that would be. All, that's a great idea. That is a great idea. That is. I, I, I don't know if I could pull that off, but uh, I'll look into it. In motion. In motion. We're coming out with. Uh, Bitcoin yarmulke ideas on this show. This is amazing. All right. So yeah, everybody, I am, I've been wearing my boxers the entire time. I know there's some of you guys out there that want to see below, but you're not seeing that. That's not this. This is a family show. No curse. Oh, no cursing. We did well with that today. Didn't we? All right, guys. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel. Pound that like button. Follow me on Twitter at uh, TechBot. All you Jewish guys, remember to say Shema tonight. I, I'm going to say Shema, of course, uh, in honor of my glorious uh, father of a blessed memory, Mel Meister. So uh, take care, everybody. And got guests, stay on. We'll say goodbye. We're going to be off the air. So bye to everybody watching. But let me just. Uh... You told us to stay and then left, right? <laughs> okay. I was the most I've ever laughed during a podcast ever. That's fun. He has the mo most energy. It's like he has the energy of like a 10-year-old on cocaine. Dude, like honestly, he 